Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Monica, people argue over the weirdest things in America. I'm just telling you right now. (laughs) I just saw a video of a woman who refuses to wear a mask and she complained that she has a medical condition where it allows her not to be able to wear a mask while shopping. Mm -hmm. So the people at the grocery store who does require everybody to wear a mask to enter the grocery store said that we can shop for you. We have an option. We can shop for you. And then we can pay for Give us a payment option. We can pay for your food. You can shop online. Gave her multiple options. And then she said, I want to speak to a manager. Manager said the same thing. We can shop for you. You can pay online. And then we can grab all the groceries for you. Enter and then come back out and deliver the groceries. No, I have personal items I want to pick up on my own that I don't want you to pick up. Mm. Even, even the manager said... Well, those personal items you can pick up later or you can order online, but right now we can't do that. Mm -hmm. And yet she is still adamant that she wants to go in and shop without a mask, Mm -hmm. even though masks are required. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about all these grocery shopping places, even Costco, requiring you to wear a mask? I think, you know, it's really funny. Do you remember in the very beginning when COVID first hit? So I'm talking like the end of 2019 going to 2020, the the advice that we were getting was you don't need to wear a mask. You should only wear a mask if you're sick. Right. And then all of a sudden, like months later now it's switched. And I'm wondering if they did that just because they didn't want to see a run on masks and wanted to save it for healthcare workers, which is totally fine. Totally fine. I think I'm okay with it. Um, I try to be good about it and I keep one in my car, one in my bag, one in my husband's car, just always try to have one available. And of course, I'm not one of those people wearing a mask inside my car because it's just me usually. (laughs) But um, I I do try to wear them when I know I'm going to be within six feet of people. And, and, And so I think it's a small thing, even if I don't know if it does anything be honest with you, Nelson, because it's just like, how would I know? Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not a scientist. I'm not an expert. I don't know if wearing the mask helps, but if that's what they want people to do and I can wander around and be a little bit more free than I have been, then I'm going to do it. I don't know. I just, I feel like I want to shop at grocery stores that do require a mask now. Because if the CDC recommends that you wear a mask, then you should wear a mask. And then if I walk into a grocery store and there are so many people, they're just like willy nilly, don't care what we're doing. And we're just walking around. But it's so weird because when I went to the food trucks yesterday from my house, which is like about a half block away, I was the only one wearing a mask and old people gave me like the weirdest look thinking that I was the sick person because I was wearing a mask. (laughs) And it's just like, I'm the only one that's protecting myself. And yet you're giving me the weird, dirty looks. I don't understand what is wrong. I I still don't understand. And why does America act like this when every other country in Europe and Asia feel this is the norm? Wear a mask. You should wear a mask. It should be normal. But it seems like we argue over the weirdest things. Get my haircuts back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we do. And And I agree with you. I mean, and I was going to say it goes deeper than that. I mean, it goes into this sort of uh, stereotype about Asians, right? And like, if you were to go to Japan any time of year, like you have to wear a mask because of the air quality and the pollen. And and so it's all these different things. But yeah, there's like a stigma associated with it. And like the whole 
the whole concept of masks and like where we're going with it, it's it's interesting because I, I did go to the office one day last week and same thing, like it kind of surprised me like who was wearing masks, who wasn't, you know, how people are trying to handle their business. And if people aren't wearing a mask and they're far away from me, like if you're 50 feet away from me, I don't really care, right? But, you know, I do my best to try to keep six feet away from people, even walking around the sidewalk and people startle me all the time because they're too close. And, you know, I never like people close anyway, so it's nothing new for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I, I told you and I'm sticking to it. I am not going into Costco until this is over. To me, like that's the worst place I could be. There's so many people there. Um, so it's right. gonna, there's it's, so many people there. You should wear a mask yeah. because you there are places you can't practice six feet of social distancing. Totally, totally. Like, especially getting eggs. Like, yep, there's multiple people that are going to get that. Right, and so it's 2021 for me in Costco. I was talking to a friend before this. All those people that were giving all these Asians wearing masks on flights dirty looks two months ago. Mm-hmm. Where are you now? Yeah. <laughs> you know, who's giving the dirty looks now? Because now everybody has to wear a mask. So mm-hmm. anyway, well, that's a good discussion. Welcome to our show, everyone. <laughs> this is a Seattle Foodie Podcast, episode 88. Monica, we have some things. you. I'm looking at your list. You ate a bunch. So let's get into that, <laughs> um, into our what are we eating section. Yeah. And then today we have a fun segment we thought we'd talk about, quarantine snacks. I know everybody's snacking on stuff. Even the most fittest people who are doing their workouts once or twice a day, running eight miles a day, going (laughs) bike rides for two hours, riding 20 miles. I know you're still snacking. So we're going to talk about snacks. Not targeting anyone, Monica. (laughs) I'm just like, I feel very attacked. (laughs) I'm just a potato. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're one of those. Eight mile runners, then you're right. gonna go out for a twenty five mile bike ride. I know right. you're that person, and then you're gonna get in like a, then you're gonna get in a quick ab sesh. You know, mm-hmm. it's just you know because that's that's you, Monica. For <laughs> sure, cannot wait for the for the reveal. <laughs> My pumpkin body. <laughs> yeah. Well. In our what's are we eating section, unfortunately, I was still a little bit sick pretty much most of this week. I was able to finally eat solid food. So it's been a slow week for me. Thank thank goodness, Monica, you were able to carry us on our back again. So, I got this. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so since I was still recovering last week, it was mostly bland food for me. Nobody wants to hear me talk about like me eating congee with nothing in it. Oh, that's the worst. I don't have any Chinese donuts, no green onions, no fish fillets, no pork, no chicken, no nothing. It was just bland rice congee. That's what it was. No, not even salted steamed cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, kale and blueberries. All your favorites, Monica, all your your favorite stuff. So So nothing riveting, (laughs) but I told you this weekend, I, if you didn't see my stories, I got to go out for the first day. I thought I'd go for a little bit of walk. I needed some fresh air, went to the neighborhood and finally checked out those food trucks that have been parking in my neighborhood. The weirdest location ever, but I'm telling you, Monica, it works. All my neighbors in the suburbs comes out and says, this is so much fun. What is a food truck? I've never heard of a food truck before. Because I'm like fake walking. What is this food truck thing? It's, <laughs> this is amazing. They, they serve food out of this truck. It's, oh my gosh. It's like the the newest and craziest fad right now for my neighbors. Right. And it's then you great. wonder why I, I tease you that you live in Eastern Washington when they don't know what a food truck is. 
Well, where'd so you there go? Were, so there were two food trucks at the Mirwood Park. There was a Gormini's truck, which I've seen at Issaquah Farmer's Markets. And then there was the Mommy Tran food truck that was out there. Monica, I texted you and asked them, hey, how's the Mommy Tran food truck? Any good? Have you tried it? And you said like, yeah, it's good. You should check it out. <laughs> so I went and grabbed a pork banh mi sandwich and an egg roll. And it was actually really good. The pork banh mi, I didn't know what to expect because they gave you the option. Pork, chicken, or tofu. And I'm like, okay, well, let's go with the pork. I didn't know if it was like a grilled pork, but it was kind of like a lemongrass mm-hmm. stewed braised pork that they mm-hmm. put in. They load it up and then they put in all the veggies, asked if I wanted jalapenos. I said, yes, give me jalapenos. <laughs> give me those jalapenos. It was actually quite good. And I love the egg roll. They're really, really good. Mommy Tran food truck. I've never heard of them before, Monica. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, they're so nice. I remember the first time I went there, they recognized me <laughs> before. <laughs> like, like, And it's, it's always really funny. I think they were just looking at me going, why does she look so familiar? And uh, that's kind of <laughs> how it is with a lot of the food trucks. They kind of see me around or, or whatever. So they recognize me. They were really nice. I was busy when you texted me. So I just texted you really quick. But I should have told you, I really like their noodles. Their, uh, <laughs> their noodles are really good. And so... That's my bad, but I enjoy them as well. I think they're doing a really great job. They are giving back to the essential workers. I'm looking through their posts. They're delivered 100 meals to the medical Overlake Medical Center. They're delivering another 90 banh mi and crispy egg rolls for lunch to another place, to the Sophia Way Shelter. So they are giving back to the community with their food. So I think that's awesome. I think that's a great way and it's an incentive to go out and support them. They're going to be all around Seattle. So make sure you follow them on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Make sure you check them out. They're sister-owned business. They're really awesome. And they were working so hard. (laughs) I felt felt bad for the other food truck because there was not really a lot of business. They got all (laughs) their business. So yeah, there was a, I, I told you, I was like, man, I'm six groups deep in line for this thing. I know. I'm just like, Nelson's at a food truck festival. This is what food truck festivals look like in the future. Yes, this is what it's like. Two food trucks, two food truck festival. Six people in line. So make sure you check out Mommy Tran Food Truck. Yeah, I really liked it. Monica, what about you? What have you been eating for all of us? (laughs) Yes, I have been eating for the people. (laughs) I am doing my part. So for cooking... Urban Farm sent me a bunch of spices. Urban Farm is a vendor down at Pike Place Market, and I'll be using those over the next few weeks. This week, I cooked up some tri-tip, and I used the My Steak Spice. So I love spice blends. Like, I know I have a you know cabinet full of spices, but honestly, after transitioning from work going to cooking, I'd rather not deal with all the measuring and stuff. So I'm always looking for blends that taste good. I want to keep cooking time down, Nelson, to 30 minutes mm-hmm. for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> that, yes. you know, I- <laughs> Rachel Ray's 30 minute meals. I used to have books like that. And I was just like, when I tried her recipe, I was like, this took an hour. This was not 30 (laughs) minutes. What the heck? Well, Rachel always also has people helping her sometimes. So So blends are spice blends are one of the ways that I save time. And I first learned about this company when I got those atrium kitchen meal kits because they had a bunch of them in there. So I'm going to be cooking more with those over the next couple of weeks, but it was delish. And my son and I got to cook together. I saw this. Yeah. So Cole used to cook a lot more when he was younger. 
And he's actually really good at it. I think it has to do with the fact that he's good at math and science. And, and mm -hmm. so measurements and like mixing is his favorite thing. It's very Zen for him. But he made a recipe for banana snack cakes from Alicia Hidalgo. On IG, she is at ABH75. And so he made these snack cakes and pretty much he did the whole thing. I had nothing to do with it. But then I decided to make the marshmallow frosting to go along with it. And it was delicious, but my piping job really needs help. I cannot find my pastry bag. But honestly, I think he did as good of a job or better than I would have done on those snack cakes. So look at that. Great job, Cole. Was it hard? Was He's like, Mom, don't help me. Don't help me at all, Mom. Don't touch this. I got this, Mom. No, no or is he... this one of those? Or did you guys really work on like collaborating and working together really well. I don't know. For men, I was just like, I do this. I do this now. I don't I don't need gas station for directions. No? Is that, well, is that one of those? We used to cook a lot more when he was younger, as I said. But now that he's a teenager, he's a little more standoffish. So I think what I was there for was more like a mentorship, moral support, where if he had a question, I would answer it. Like he did mention to me that cracking eggs was not his thing and he could, you know, use some tips on that. But pretty much we were both in the kitchen and I was there, but he did all the work on the on the snack cakes, really. So he did it all. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever told you. Maybe I have. He's actually had a cooking class from the famous Jamil Johnson of Jamil's Big Easy, which is back out on the streets again in West Seattle. So um, he's he can make pasta like homemade pasta out of three ingredients. So good job. Yeah. Okay. He's a pretty cool kid. Okay. Are you ready for this list, Nelson? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for your thesis. Let's okay. go. So I eat at a lot of places. So for places that we've talked about before during quarantine, I'm just going to give them quick shout outs and mention any new things going on with them. So last week I went to Susu for the Queen Amon. And I know I'm spelling it wrong, Nelson, but <laughs> Queen Amman. That's what it's spelled like. Q U E E N A H M A N. That's what it's just spelled like, people. Kogen, Kogen. Um, but that I don't was... know why you guys decided to adapt this European spelling. I don't know where it originated from, but it's Queen Q U E E N Amman. That's how it should be spelled. So it was delicious. Uh, Tijuana Tacos sent over some El Pastor tacos. So that's a new menu item for them. And I really like the way they prepare the pineapples in this one. So it's a pineapple salsa. Mm. I also went to CCK Thai and I had Pad Thai Baran, which is one of my favorites. And they even serve it with the banana blossom. And today I went to Cut and Cook Barbecue slash Mangosteen and got, of course, a spatchcock chicken. And I'm looking forward to eating that for dinner. I have to tell you, I'm, I'm nice. so excited. Yeah. And then the last stop was actually Seattle Pops. And I just added this one because we stopped on the way home. Seattle Pops opened their storefront for the first time since they shut down yesterday and today. And so they're going to see how it goes. But basically, it's just um, their doorway. So you can't come in, but they're in their doorway and they have a pop window for you to come up. And so no toppings. You can get toppings to go. And uh, the pops are sealed for your safety and they have the distancing set up. So you should check them out, see when they're going to be open. Awesome. You can really tell what are your like sweet spots that you go to back <laughs> keep coming back to. Mm -hmm, there's, just, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. There's I have sweet spots that I keep going back to. And uh, I see other people. Mr. Frankstagram loves going to certain spots over and over and over again. So yeah. there's nothing time. wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Taco time. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know, and Tijuana Tacos, that's right down the street from where he lives. So it's, yeah, it's not so he loves that place, there. too. Yeah, yep. for sure. Okay, so that was the quick recap. 
So for okay. the more detailed recap, I went to Cow Cow. I don't need to tell you how good Cow Cow is. They never stop selling. I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about safety today so people know what to expect. But they only allow two people in their lobby at a time, six feet apart, and then they line people out on the sidewalk. And it seems to work really well. For my family, I got the barbecue pork, roast pork, roast duck, which I ate before taking a picture, fried rice, and beef chow mein. Um, have you ever ordered over-ordered Chinese food, Nelson? Uh, yeah. Hello. I'm Asian. I'm Chinese. Right. We do it all the time. I did it. It was so yeah. much food. I had to give some of it away. It was so much. One time we were at Ye's Walk, which is out in the east side. Mm -hmm. We ordered so much. And this was like a table of 10. Mm -hmm. It was my parents, my brother and sister-in-law, and my two nieces. So six and then me. So it's seven of us at a 10-person table. We ordered so much. They had to put the rest of the food at the other Lazy Susan 10-person table. That's mm -hmm. how much we overordered. And, <laughs> and it was a packed night, and nobody else could be seated until we could, we could finish our other table of food <laughs> until they did that. So, yes, I am very familiar with overordering. <laughs> I love that. We're going to need two tables, one for us and one for our food. Like, That's I what happened. This. That's I what happened. <laughs> That's amazing. Anyway, uh, it was a feast and all, just just everything I was hoping for. I need to go to Cow Cow every so often because I just crave that pork. Uh, I also went into the office one day this week and I stopped by Red Bulls in the business district mm. and I got my favorite avocatsu, which is a chicken katsu bowl, no veggies plus avocado. I know a lot of people like their fresh fish bowls there. And so just so you know, they're open and the lunch rush was basically me and one other person at 1230. And usually the line is like out the door. So they are set up for social distancing when you come in. And if you're downtown, just know that they could use the support. A lot of places downtown shut down, especially in the business district. So um, it's pretty rare that they're open. So they are open. So check them out. I remember having a meeting with you and I had lunch at Red Bulls. Mm -hmm. It's so good. I yeah. mean, probably my second favorite trashy type bowl. Mm -hmm. At yep. good value, other than Musashi's. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's very good. Yeah, I think that's their number one seller. People love that bowl. Oh, yeah. I can I can tell why. <laughs> okay, next. Bell's Cookie Company delivered a box of delectable cookies to my door. Uh, so these cookies had a crisp exterior, and then the inside was soft, which is what I love. I don't like crunchy cookies. Like, if you give me a crunchy cookie like a Chips Ahoy, I'm just going to take one bite and put it down and be like, gross. Um, so mm -hmm. these had the perfect texture. And some of my favorite flavors were the Bells. And so this one had chocolate chip, toffee, potato chip, and pecan. I have to tell you guys, if you've never had cookies with potato chips in it, you're missing it. You're just doing it wrong. So, so that's my top favorite. I got the pantry, which has white chocolate, espresso. So it's got that little coffee bite, pretzel and toffee. Pretzels, also great in cookies, guys. And Colombian corn. This one is the most mysterious of it all, but it has that sweetness, but a little savory. And, and so I think that one just gets points for being original. I looked at those. I was like, wow, those look like a Lowrider baking company. But then I had to like mm -hmm. do a double take. I was like, mm -hmm. that's not from Lowrider. Mm -hmm. Those are from Bell's. <laughs> yeah, Bell's, Bell's Cookie then, Company. Yeah. <laughs> Those are from Bell's Cookie Company, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, the important thing is that they deliver and you can order online. They can ship as well. And I think I just got a message earlier that they've negotiated better shipping rates because I, I heard the shipping was a little bit expensive because they do nationwide. So check mm -hmm. them out, you guys. Cool. Okay. Here's the big one. <laughs> On yeah, Friday. you splurged. You splurged <laughs> the end of the week. I'm here excited to hear about this one. 
So on Friday, I got the surf and turf family meal delivered by from Canlis. So dinner was Wagyu beef tenderloin, Dungeness crab, wedge salad, baked potato, garlic and herb sourdough rolls, and a black forest trifle. So I have to say, um, everything comes pre-cooked and you need to reheat it. So every dish has like a reheating instructions, and except for the cold dishes, of course. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, those are really on point. And to me, that's really hard. You know, I mean, I think... I always say that people shouldn't do reviews of restaurants that are takeout because that's not the conditions under which they were meant to be consumed. But I have to say they did a good job with those times. And so uh, the food was really delicious and well executed for the most part. So the tenderloin was delicious. Uh, My son usually doesn't eat meat that rare, but I do. And I've been trying to explain to him why he shouldn't eat well done meat. And it's a struggle because he's a kid. Uh, Dungeness crab, <laughs> although smaller than what I'm used to, it was very sweet. Uh, the wedge salad sounds plain, but everybody needs a good wedge salad. So um, it was delicious. And even things like the baked potato, like cooking a baked potato, right? I don't know if you cook baked potatoes at home, Nelson, but like I always get all these varied sizes and they cook at different times because, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not picking up my own groceries now, right? So like I have right. like, one huge potato, one small potato. <laughs> so they were cooked right. And then the sourdough rolls. So the news is this black forest trifle do you remember when we went to star chefs and crystal chu is there and then those luxardo cherries mm-hmm. yes she was talking those, about working with cherries right those cherries are in the black forest trifle and mm. it's amazing <laughs> i mean trifles are so simple but it was so well executed so delicious i loved it so that was a splurge with Canlis. And I will say that I did have an issue with the meal and I've called an email, but I haven't resolved it yet. So we'll see what happens. And, and so I just wanted to remind folks, like if you have an issue with a business, the first person you should be talking about it to is the business themselves. And so um, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But overall, it was a good meal. So, yeah. Mm. So it's price per person. Mm-hmm. I think you told me. So if it's just for one person, Mm-hmm. Do they send me like a whole wedge salad and then <laughs> a baked potato? Is it a better value just to order for one person or is it, what do you well, think? So I'm, what I'm I, thinking, of, I'm thinking this in my head. Yeah, for sure. So there's pickup and there's delivery. So I think with delivery, they have a little more rules. So I don't know if you can order for one person on delivery or if it's just two and four. Um, but okay. I know that you can pick up the same family meals at Canlis, and so they might be more flexible there. Um, I was on the wait list for two people, but didn't get it, so I ended up just buying the four-person one. It is per person. So for the surf and turf, which is a higher-end meal, it was $96 a person. Not all of them are that expensive. And so it just depends. Like every night of the week, they have a different family meal. And um, I'd say if you are interested, sign up for their emails and stay on top of it because they sell out. And how long did you book out for that one? Because I I noticed that a lot of those meals sell out. Yeah, they do. Several weeks in advance. Mm -hmm. They do. I ordered just maybe on that Sunday or Monday, but that's why I had to buy the four person meal because this two person one was sold out already. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. Should have done that first first splurge week. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Nice. All right. All right. Well, like I said, Monica the whole Seattle on her back and carried us through. <laughs> she went everywhere from Chinatown to <laughs> out to Canlis. She went everywhere. She even went to downtown Seattle where there's nobody there. Yeah. It's it's she went everywhere, guys. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right, let's get on to our next segment. Quarantine snacks. As I told you, 
everybody is eating quarantine snacks. You are not immune to this. So we are all getting through this differently. When the shelter at home ordinance started several months ago, for me, I loaded up on all the snacks. I'm going to tell you what I been eating it's so many i can't i couldn't even remember what i ate two months ago it's been <laughs> me so too. Long, me so. too Emma, what did i have in the last couple of weeks <laughs> so i think at the beginning i went to trader joe's maskless <laughs> two months ago and i must have bought like five plus different things i kettle potato chips sounded really good I always get peanut butter filled pretzels, Monica. It's mm. been a staple for like 25 plus years for me at Trader Joe's. Those cornbread chips. You ever gotten those cornbread snacks? It's I crazy. Haven't. They're what so good. Those? Oh, they're so good. They're just basically, I think they're like pita shaped chips, but they're made with cornbread. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. It's like dried out, like crunchy cornbread you're eating. Mm. Oh, the best. I don't know why. I'm a huge fan of the Trader Joe's corn chips. They're way bigger than the (laughs) Frito-Lays, and I consume a whole bag. They also had Chicago-style popcorn, so that's what I got. I got is like a smorgasbord of unhealthiness (laughs) when I went grocery shopping at Trader Joe's. That's what I ate probably for about a good two weeks. I got through all of that. And then my other source of snacks came from Asian supermarkets. Shrimp Mm. chips, adobo-flavored coated peanuts. If you guys have never had this before, it's awesome. It's just... Think of, I don't know, how would you describe this, Monica? I wanted to say like peanut butter M&Ms, but minus the chocolate and you do like a salty coating around around it. So the complete that's how I usually opposite, eat it. the complete opposite <laughs> of peanut butter M&Ms. Um, but I eat it the same way. You eat right. the coating first and then you have the whole peanut last and you savor it by eating the whole peanut. I would That's describe, how you eat them. If, if you've ever had Japanese snacks or been to Japan, uh, we have this thing called iso peanuts. And iso peanuts is kind of like that where you're right. So there's a raw, there's a peanut in, in the middle and then there's a coating outside. But what makes this one special, because it's on my list too, uh, I love this too. It's that adobo flavor. It like gets all yeah. over your fingers and your lips and it's all salty oh, it's and savory. It's, it's the, the best. best. <laughs> I love it. Snacks are the worst because I end up killing, I don't know, it's supposed to be five servings per bag. I end up killing (laughs) one bag in like an hour span watching like a TV show. That's the worst. That's so bad for you, but it's so good at the same time. Seaweed snacks, of course. I always Mm -hmm. eat that too. Asian stores are just the best place to pick up things. Yeah, It's just so much fun. I'm looking through the snack aisle and like, this is kind of cool. Oh, I've never seen this. This flavor, it's amazing. Boba Egg sent me for my birthday a cool type of japanese sugoi i don't know japanese care package yeah the crazy and i was trying to figure out they gave me these pringles and i couldn't Mm -hmm. figure out what they were Mm -hmm. and i think she told me they were like show show you flavored scallops Mm -hmm. pringles and i'm just like oh okay i have no idea what this flavor is but okay let's try it so Mm -hmm. yeah they have the weirdest flavors but it's so cool but as the nostalgia wore off, I kind of settled on my staples, giant bag of popcorn and the occasional Stacy's pita chips with hummus. That's basically what I eat normally when we're not sheltered at home, when I'm just when I just have it laying around the house. Those are my two go tos. So it's I guess that's somewhat healthy. And oh, I forgot about this. I found a bag of Beecher's flagship cheese crackers. <laughs> Those are the best. <laughs> Man, I need to go back to the Made in Washington store. Oh, I can't do that. Wait, is it open in Pike Place? Because I know the one in Bellevue Square is closed because nothing's open in Bellevue Square right now. But I think the Pike one might be open because Pike has five uh, drop zones. But yeah, definitely okay. check before you head out there. 
man, I'm going to grab five bags of those. Those are the best. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good list, Nelson. Uh, Yeah. 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 I've been snacking a lot. So (laughs) suffice to say. I put on 10 pounds. Um, I'm all about the snacks as well. And we already know, like, I love those adobo cracker nuts just like you do. And you talked about shrimp chips. So <laughs> so I can't remember all the things that I've eaten in these, like, two and a half months. But basically, same as you, I, I did do, like, a little bit of a splurge in the beginning, thinking, oh, you know, maybe if I just, you know, gather up things for the week, it'll be fine and we'll be back to normal. Yeah, that didn't happen. Um, So there's been more consistent stream of snacks coming in with shrimp chips. So (laughs) Costco has a really big bag of shrimp chips. I mean, it is like half half the length of my body. So I bought one for like $10, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. And I'm the only one in the house who eats them. And so it's just me and this bag of shrimp chips for like two weeks, (laughs) like eating them during work when I was working. And it was just, uh, it's it's fantastic. I loved it. And it has like a resealable zipper too. So it never went bad. So I love it. I I like a lot of savory snacks and some sweet. So I love crunchy Cheetos. Uh, we always have Beecher's flagship in the house as just a snackable item. And I always have Eleanor's vanilla bean yogurt. And so those are just sort of some staples. But like you, Nelson, I think, you know, Asian snacks just remind me of being a kid, right? So like eating, yeah. po- eating Pocky or eating the chocolate pandas, things like that just reminds me of being a kid. And it's so easy to fill up that cart with all these things. And then every so often I'll find something and I'm just like, I don't even know what's in this, but it looks good because, you know, it won't be in English. I'm just like, I don't even know what it is. I'm just going to buy it. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a lot of exploring like that. So I tend to get my Asian snacks from Central Market or Asian Family Center, which are both close to my house. And so I for for like a sweet, I tend to like either really plain like Hershey's or really fancy. And so I keep friends gold bars around. Um, I mm. particularly like the macadamia nut one. So that's like indulgent um, to have mm. that kind of chocolate around. So I love it. Yeah. Franz is a great choice. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot. My parents came back with a bag of fish skins from Costco. Mm. Yeah. And Just they were really good. Really? Yeah. You know how they had this fad and Iwaji Mayo was selling the salted egg yolk fish skins. Mm-hmm. It was something similar like that, but now mm. it's in like giant, Costco bag. Mm. So now I want to go to Costco. I don't know when. Maybe I can sneak in during the senior citizens hours and try to get the <laughs> shrimp chips. I, I need shrimp chips. And I forgot about my sweet snacks. I have a ton of chucker cherries, like bags of chucker cherries that mm. I accumulated either from my giveaways or I just had it. And I've been eating a lot of chucker cherries too as mm. well. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's a really good list of snacks we've been both eating. This is not healthy at all. I'm glad we didn't say rice cakes, kale chips. What else is, what else? Chickpeas. We've been eating a lot of chickpeas lately. Yeah. What am I? A I have been eating, I have been eating my fair share of fruit. We got to get our fruit. We got to get our fiber in. We got to do that. But I do. 
you'll not be seeing me baking my own kale chips. I'm not no. doing that for you guys. I burn them all the time. And but I've been getting my fruit from Met Market. And so that's really nice. I love their fruit selection and quality. I mean, I just I don't I hate paying for fruit and it's like tastes like crap. And so I just I just you just have to go to the right place. Central Market also has really great fruit. And so that's where I get it. And so I've been loving the um the the golden grapes right now. You know what also oh golden grapes. And then there's also the <laughs> cotton candy grapes that are later on. Yeah, yeah. those are really <laughs> but you know what really bothers me? And shame on all you people at Whole Foods <laughs> buying cut fruit. You should never buy cut fruit. You should never buy cut watermelon. <laughs> Why just buy a watermelon for $3.99 and cut it yourself? Why are you paying seven dollars for cut watermelon? And they only give you like maybe an eighth of that, a whole watermelon from that. Okay, so I feel attacked, and I feel like I have to uh, uh, defend myself. <laughs> so cut, cut cantaloupe. Like, I, why do people need I to cut buy fruit. cut cantaloupe? You I, do it. Oh, Monica, I, I feel very attacked. Monica. I feel like I have to defend myself. So there is a reason I don't cut my own fruit. So that reason is that I used to have really bad eczema, and I'm not supposed to touch fruit with my bare hands. So I guess I could use gloves, but I don't. Yes, use gloves. I don't, and, and so. I buy mangoes all the time. I do not cut them. My husband cuts them for me. And I, if, if, I, if I buy fruit that I can't cut, then I have to buy them already pre-cut. And I'm going to shout out one of my friends, Evan, right now. So Evan used to be one of the co-owners of the food truck, Chris Crapery. Um, years ago and then he moved to California I think he just moved back to Montana now but um, Evan used to make fun of me and literally we're having this conversation one day he's just like are you kidding me you don't cut your own fruit (laughs) and we had this whole conversation about how bougie I was but I have a good excuse guys I'm not supposed to touch fruit (laughs) use gloves it's not it doesn't take that long to cut through a pineapple you can buy a pineapple at Costco for $3.99 Or the other option is to go to Whole Foods and buy cut pineapple slices for $8.99 that doesn't even give you a quarter of a pineapple from that container. I don't don't get it, Monica. Okay. All right. I will (laughs) will not judge you. I will not judge you for that. I I will stare at the It just bewilders me. It's just not a service that I appreciate. (laughs) Just don't buy the cut fruit. You're you're paying for somebody to cut it for you. That's what you're paying for. But I can do this myself. I don't. Yeah. No, 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 no. You can do it for me too then. (laughs) (laughs) Like every other guy in my life. (laughs) So we'll literally like have a pineapple go bad in my house because it'll be sitting there waiting for my husband to cut it for me. Now, I will, (laughs) however, I will, however, buy a fruit tray. Because they have multiple fruits that you can just pick up and you don't need to like buy a, a whole pineapple, you know, a bag of grapes, watermelon. Mm-hmm. I, I'll buy a fruit tray, but I will not buy in those individual container packs. Mm-hmm. It's not, that's just not my thing. No. Okay. Moving on, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> As Nelson silently judges me for the rest of the show. <laughs> Just another food diatribe that we that I have. It's just another thing. Monica, we have an interview today. Why don't you tell us who we are talking to? Today's interview is with Jan Parker of Jan Parker Cookery. And Nelson, South Sound Magazine just named Jan Best Chef. It is amazing. Woo! I know. All right. All right. Here is our interview with Jan. 
Hey everybody, we are here today with Jan Parker of Jan Parker Cookery. Welcome to the show, Jan. Thank you, Monica. Thank you for having me. So glad to have you. Uh, so Jan, I have to say, you know, uh, I love your food. I've only gotten to try it once, but uh, Nelson and I had a chance to get to know you a little bit a while back. One of my funnest memories of spending time with you. So why don't you start? by telling us a little bit about Jan Parker Cookery. Certainly. Well, I have my own business. I'm the owner of Jan Parker Cookery. We moved to Tacoma about two years ago. And previous to that, we were living in Germany, in which uh, it, there's a language barrier. So I really needed to start something that was going to be uh, with the Americans on the post. So I created my own business, uh, which was teaching culinary classes and also uh, selling food out of my home. At that point, I just gained confidence and was able to um, feel like okay, it's an okay thing to start my own business when we moved back to Tacoma when my husband retired. So I did that. We started selling uh, fresh and distinct Filipino food at the farmer's markets here, uh, such as the Proctor and Broadway uh, farmer's market. And we also do the Tacoma night markets. It's important for us to actually sell food that's really fresh. And so we cook everything on site. And we also have a relationship with our, our urban farmer here in Tacoma uh, called Share the Wealth Organics. And in addition to that, we also offer seasonal and vegan items. And it's all cooked to order. All cooked to order. You know, I have to say, uh, you're in Tacoma and, you know, I'm here in Seattle. And that's one of the reasons I've only gotten to try your food once. When we first met and you were up and coming, uh, I had friends in Tacoma. And they say, you know, you, Monica, you've got to come down here to the farmer's market and you know, there's, there's this lady and she cooks Filipino food. I'm all, do you mean Jan Parker? <laughs> you're like, I already knew about her. <laughs> I'm all, come on. Who, who are you talking to? Of course I know Jan Parker. <laughs> I told you that, but it was really funny. Yeah. And you know, I'm a lover of markets. And, and so you're right. I'm, I'm going to have to come down and visit sometimes, spend some time down there. But what are some of your most popular dishes? Our most popular dish, I would have to say, is the pork belly. Uh, since we cook it on site, it's just really fresh. Uh, we use a banana ketchup, and we also add our special ingredients to that. And so we basically add uh, soy sauce and sugar to the sauce, and it, it turns out being really crispy and just the salty and sweet. And we also serve it with our uh, greens from our urban farmer. Basically, it's just a bowl of warmth and uh, fresh goodness. Well, it definitely sounds like it. <laughs> For sure. We also have sure. the vegan dishes. <laughs> I've been seeing that pop up over time. And um, I think, you know, a lot of times, and you probably, this is probably why you do it. Um, are you vegan? I'm not vegan, but uh, yeah. since it's a vegan cuisine is very uh, popular in our area and even more so in the farmer's market. So I was having a lot of requests for vegans and it really pushed me and I, it, it's really exciting for me to create those dishes. Uh, right now, what I would be serving since it's warm and uh, the mangoes are in season is uh, a mango uh, noodle salad in which we toss the noodles in like a soy, ginger and garlic sauce. And then we top it with like uh, fried garlic and scallions. And so it's just really fresh, really fresh and delicious. 
You know, it sounds delicious. I mean, as you know, I'm a meat eater, and I always like to tell people that I'll I'll, I'll eat anything with a face. But uh, <laughs> the, the, the true testament of vegans, we sometimes, you know, I find really great vegetarian or vegan dishes that I fall in love with. You know, for example, I really love mushroom tacos, and you know, there's no meat in it, and I love it. And like the salad you're telling me about right now, like Nelson knows, like I hate to eat vegetables, but in my regular life. Uh, my nine to five, I'll eat salads during the day and they're really kind of boring. But what you're telling me right now is just like my mouth is watering because I'm a mango lover too. Oh, thanks. Well, the mango is definitely, we only serve like ripe mango. So it's, it's really sweet. So it complements all those other flavor profiles that I mentioned. <laughs> yeah. So Jan, there's so much that I love about you. <laughs> so I just, I'm going to fangirl for a moment. Uh-huh. Um, I, love, I love, first of all, that you are like this classically trained chef and like you have all the cooking chops. I also love that you embed culture and community into the things that you do and just the hustle, just your hustle is amazing. Thank you. So I think the hustle is one of the things that make you stand out. In the last few guests that we've been talking to, we've been talking a little bit about the stay-at-home order and COVID. And I think, you know, as I've watched you pivot, uh, I think you were positioned in a way that was a little bit different than others because as a chef, you're managing your own social media, which, you know, that happens to a lot of up-and-coming folks or even folks who aren't connected with like a large corporate entity, right? Mm-hmm. And I a real challenge for chefs to to make the connection from the food to people and I think you do a great job of it in your storytelling so given that that you had this sort of base following you because of your storytelling let's talk a little bit about first how the stay-at-home order has impacted your business like what does it mean to your business well, it's heavily impacted our business because the markets and the Tacoma night, mar- night markets, they, they draw huge crowds. And so that definitely, uh, the, all those markets are basically year round. So it definitely, everything basically came to a halt quickly. What I did was to just stay uh, entertained was to, the first thing that kicked off uh, the cooking classes that we're doing right now to kind of adjust to climate is we, we, I started a sourdough uh, starter and it just kind of evolved into converting into cooking classes. It, it was really actually, it got people entertained, kept their mind off of what, what, what was happening. We named our sourdough starters. And so that kind of evolved and <laughs> everybody really got into it. Somebody named their starter Carrie Bradshaw, which was <laughs> really hilarious to me. So cute. <laughs> So uh, how often are you holding these classes? I, you know, I have to say I was enthralled by the Pentasol one. The Pentasol one was very good. And the classes are very right. unique because what we do since it's dough, it, we basically create a hybrid class where I do a YouTube video and then I'll walk the student through how to put the dough together. And then our next meeting, the actual classes where we would shape and bake it. And so it's kind of interesting because flour and uh, yeast are a hot commodity right now. So, you know, mm-hmm. we have to get creative. But uh, these classes, initially I was offering them, I had like five in one week, but I'm kind of tapering them down. At this point, I have at least two a week. Mm-hmm. And what are some of your upcoming ones so we can look out for them? The upcoming one, we have the teen. We involve everybody in the family. So we have the teen Oreo cookies and cream cake class where I have a chef friend. It's it's collaboration too with Chef Mikkel. 
And so he's a pastry chef. And so he's going to teach everybody how to bake a, a cake and also how to put the icing on there, how to ice the cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, yum. <laughs> <laughs> we also have, I'm always putting a spin on Filipino food. Uh, and I'm, we're doing a red wine uh, leche flan class on Sunday, uh, May 17th. And that one is for everybody. What I love about these courses is that I've seen people in Seattle participating. And and so, you know, before that, like I already knew that you taught classes, definitely. But I think this has actually spread out uh, your accessibility a bit so that the word is getting out about you to people who didn't necessarily know you before. So I think you're doing a great job. Thank you. And uh, it's just, you know, been the trickle effect. It's just the the word spreads, uh, which we're very happy about. I'm super happy about. Yes, we actually had someone from California. So uh, we are also going to have a, a virtual Filipino fiesta. Um, we did a, it's called Kain Tayo, which means let's eat. And we, we held one of those last year, but we're going to actually do a virtual version where, where there's going to be like a panelist sharing a recipe and, and a family story behind it, as well as a chef showdown. So that's an, an event. Um, May is uh, Asian Pacific Islander Month. So we are celebrating it by having the, the virtual fiesta on May 30th. You know, Jan, what can our listeners do to support you during this time? At this point, just spread the word about the events that we're having and make sure to um, get involved if it's not necessarily with with the things that I'm holding, but try to still build community uh, during this time because it is important to... It's, it's hard to stay in your house all day. And I have two kids. And so for me, it's very important to stay social in another aspect, which this has been really been helpful. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. So Jan, before COVID, before COVID hit, you and I were actually talking about getting together to grab a bite to eat. Uh, what are some of your favorite places in Seattle and Tacoma that you love to eat? Oh, wow. Uh, let's see here. Now it's Musang, <laughs> Musang oh, yeah. Chef Melissa Miranda. It's mm-hmm. one of the places uh, I really enjoy. Um, her uh, squid pancit uh, is just it's just off the hook. So delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and Melissa is starting a takeout service in addition to the community kitchen, uh, and I think that's happening right now this week. Yeah. Yes, it, it is, and I I'm just drooling whenever I look at her Instagram photos, and I'm like. <laughs> Maybe I need to drive down to Seattle just to try this. <laughs> um, another place is Hood Famous. I really enjoy the space that Chara and Gio have created. Yeah. It just reminds me of being in the Philippines and, and everybody's so sweet there. I'm, I'm really hooked on the ube cookies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And well, you know, they, they ship those. <laughs> so you can get those. Yeah. It's like... It's amazing to see everybody adjusting to this and to see what um, everybody's, you know, kind of um, switched to uh, in this environment. It's quite amazing. For sure. And I think that's a really great community space as well. And, uh, you know, I've been following those two since way back uh, when they were popping up at Inez. So that's that's back in the day. (laughs) For sure. I always run into someone I know at Hood Famous. It is right. It is absolute. (laughs) Okay, what one more place? Let's talk about one more place. One more place. Oh geez. Uh Dynasty Dim Sum. Uh it's on uh in the ID. I mm-hmm. I meet my mom there for dim sum. That's our special thing. We we get dim sum and then we go thrift store shopping. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. That is so cute. 
<laughs> All right, Jen, we're going to wrap it up. Where can our listeners find you on social media? Absolutely. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Jan Parker Cookery. And I also have a website, janparkercookery.com, in which you can register for the classes and keep up to date with our, our happenings. All right. Perfect. Thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Monica. I appreciate you. And that's our interview with Jan Parker. Nelson, it's been a while since we met up with Jan for dinner. I remember we ate in Belltown and we had katsu curry. I wish I lived closer to her in Tacoma because I am always drooling over her post. She is making some bomb dishes down there. And I'm so happy she's getting recognition for her work because she that girl works hard. Yeah, good for her for winning that award for South Sound Magazine. I think that's well-deserved. She's a very good cook. I remember seeing last year when she was down at the farmer's markets in Tacoma, she was making pancakes down there. So, yeah, yeah I mean, she's a great cook. She's awesome. We haven't seen her in a while, in a long, yeah. long time. But, yeah, we'll, we'll need to come back. Her favorite spot is Musong, or maybe we'll have to have dinner with her at Musong sometime. For sure. But, yeah, I miss Jan. She's awesome. I know. She's so nice. Oh, goodness. We did it. We did it. All right, Monica. That's pretty much our show. Hey, good news. Your One of your favorite spots, Mangostine slash Cut and Cook Barbecue, is now seven days a week now. So yeah. I don't have to wait until Saturday and Sunday for my fix. So mm -hmm. now that I am pretty much on the mend, besides some slight stomach issues, I think I might be able to head out there and over the weekday, maybe. I think that sounds like a good plan for me. That's what my plan is. What about for you? What are you doing this week? Uh, you know, I'm not sure this week. I think I'm ordering a bunch of stuff online, trying to schedule some deliveries for food. So, so we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Um, but there's a couple of people I've had my eye on for a little bit. So I'm looking yeah. for some more bagels. Ooh, bagels. Yeah. Mm. Spark pizza's on my list too, after seeing yours. So, oh, so good. that might be a good one. Yeah. So good. But, all right, everyone. Hope everyone is doing well. Hey, we're almost into phase two. Don't know how, what that's going to be like, but we're halfway through May. We're almost into June and hopefully things will start going, opening back up. I don't know. Monica, it took me, I am three weeks booked out for a tea time. So I won't be able to go golfing until June 8th. Really? The last time. Yeah. Wow. Can you believe that? No. I know. I know. Everybody wants to be out there golfing. So that's, go figure. No, everybody figure. just wants to be out there. I know. I know. I mean, I don't, I hate golfing. Even I'm thinking about golfing. <laughs> but I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Casinos are starting to open up. I, I wonder how that's going to be. I don't, I don't know. I don't do you know see that commercial with Angel of the Winds where they're driving a truck through their um, <laughs> casino? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that too. And I think there's like a three hour wait in line, I think in cars, just waiting in cars, just to get into the angel winds of the casino. Mm. Wow. wow. People need their slot machines, Monica. That's what I've learned in America. We need their slot machines and everybody needs their haircuts. I need a haircut, <laughs> man. If you saw me today on my video, it looked terrible. Gross. <laughs> uh, you look, you look totally fine, Monica. I look totally fine. Everything looks good. My hair is dead and lifeless. Like my soul. Uh, <laughs> the soul thing i'm okay with yeah i agree with the soul thing it's, we're all we're all black and dark inside everybody knows that
All right, everyone. That's our end of the show tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Be safe out there. Wear masks when you go grocery shopping. And happy eating, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at Seattle Foodie Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.